It's episode 500 of Craft Beer Radio! What, what? What, what? Woo, woo! Oh, yeah! May 17th, 2019. Uh. Dig it. Oh, man, we are excited. Oh, look at that live studio audience today. Oh, boy. I hope it's not one of the soundboard shows. Uh. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to see. <laughs> Welcome to episode of 500 of Craft Beer Radio, the uh, longest, the longest running, running beer podcast in the entire universe. Mm-hmm. Well, that we know of. The known universe. The known universe. 100% true. And, yeah, we, we assembled a show, kind of a last minute it's thing. kind of like but, the Avengers, actually. Yeah, we, we decided to pull some of our favorite beers uh, and just pit them against each other. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Uh, probably with La Folie. Probably, yeah. Yeah. All right. La Folie. So La Folie is from New Belgium. This is uh, a sour brown, they call it. So I'm mm-hmm. mm, kind of a uh, kind of Flandersy that I remember. Kind of, yeah. It's they they brew two different beers or age two different beers, right? They have a lighter beer and a darker beer. They go by the names Oscar and Felix. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, they bottle Oscar or Felix, and you can try them by themselves. Luffley is a blend of that, and either Oscar or Felix goes pretty much into most of the. Sour beers they make. So this is 7% alcohol by volume. 18 IBU. It's hopped with nugget. The malts that are used are Pale Munich C80 Chocolate and Special W. I think you can tell by that. There's a lot of... Uh, they, they put a lot of, like, notes into their... In, into their they're, they're going for some, a, a maltier mm-hmm. build. They use a lager yeast. Trying to see if they have a date on this bottle for this one. It's my understanding that they don't bottle the live beer anymore. They pasteurize it, so like there's... I don't know, I guess not. Alright, so this beer pours a pretty dark brown. You get some kind of light brown, almost reddish highlights coming through it. The head on this is interesting. It's almost a tan, fine, bubbly head. Moving on to the aroma. Looks like this is... I'm going to say 1803.06. That might be... Uh, There's no way it's that old. It's just probably a batch number or something. Mm, There's one more thing at the back here. No. It's not a 2006 beer. No. No, I thought eight twenty eighteen. Oh, I see. I mean, because this has their new packaging. Yeah, like this label's new. Um, I've only seen this new packaging in the market for a couple months now. Yeah, so. but it it still could have been like, yeah, it could have been packaged in twenty eighteen and then yeah. sat for a while. So, a little bit of a cheesy aroma coming off of it. There's uh, there's some barrel, some kind of melanoidin, okay. uh, malty thing. A little plum. I'm getting like a, a bit of a sweet tart, and I'm also getting almost like um, brown bread or shortcake or like a 
like a uh, raisin cake or something like that. Mmm, raisin, yeah, raisin and brown sugar. Ooh, I forgot how sour that was. That was really fruity on the first sip. It's getting like blackberries, cherries, mm. a little bit of pear, strawberry, kiwi. Like, I just got this big fruit bite. And, you know, I think that Lee has changed over the years. Mm. I think, you know, our palates have become a lot more accustomed to sour things. Yeah. I remember the first time we had this, it was like... Bonkers. Sour. Yeah. Sour. And it might not be as sour as an equivalent beer would impress on us today, but I do think it was more sour. I think they've kind of reined it in a little bit. And I've, I've never had a Lafalee where I've tasted this much fruit. So I'm st- It's pretty sour to me, though. I'm surprised that you're not... I mean, like, I, I it hit me no, it has, stronger it than has I expected. A good, it actually has a good sourness. I've had Lafalee that hasn't been this sour. Mm. Uh, you know, I think they're always refining it. And I think this is a really good bottle of La Folie. Really good formulation on it. I love those fruits. That kiwi comes through even yeah. more. A lot of... Um, this, the sourness is kind of like a tart green apple. Mm-hmm. Um, there's... I really like your kiwi call. It's a little bit of raisin bread in there. Mm. This is one of the... Yeah, this is... We've had Luffley several times since, so the original was in a green, you know, mm-hmm. champagne bottle type thing. It was a long, long time ago, and it was like super hard to get. Someone sent it to us, and it blew our minds. And then when it became more available and started coming in, your normal Belgian style 750 like this, it just wasn't it wasn't the same beer. It seemed, but now we're back to something that's really interesting and really worthwhile. No, well, I mean it. The thing about a beer like La Folie is it's going to change year, mm-hmm. year over year. Um, yeah, it could, I mean, but it's it's a blended beer, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and the way, way brewers do blended beers is they use blending to try to arrive at a product they want. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the same product, sometimes something that's a varietal. I would have thought La Folie would typically be mostly static, but... Maybe they made some intentional changes. If this is the new normal for Lafoli, this is awesome. Or maybe there's also we have to consider that it's the first beer of the night, and in in a it flight be. situation, it might have been muted in certain circumstances. It could have been. Yeah this this one, like I said, if this is the new normal, this is good. They did a good job. Really tasty. A lot of fruits on there. Um, good sourness. It's very strong first beer. Very very strong way to start off. Also, I think I heard that Eric has left New Belgium. So you know, for managing the wood mm. cellar, um, we can see if we can look that up real quick. But I seem to recall hearing that about a year ago or something. That he's Eric like, Eric Salazar. I think him and Lauren, and his wife, went off to some other half. Brewing That's taps Eric Salazar to lead sour beer production. Yep. Other half, well. Mm-hmm. You just had some of those. <laughs> but if Eric Salazar is gone and this is what they're making, they found someone else that can do the job too. 
Well, this is February 20th when this... Yeah, who knows? Yeah. I'm speculating way too much. This is good. I like it. It's good. Um, I wonder how it's going to fare against some of these other ones. <laughs> because if if I would have a complaint, it's not super multidimensional, right? It, it's... It's got the fruit and the sour. Mm-hmm. A lot of fruits. You a lot can, of, you can yeah, lot of different fruits. The fruits. Mm-hmm. There's the, yeah, it's not. It's a it's a great beer. I'm just sure. You know, <clears throat> I hear what you're saying. I'm looking at the at what's in front of us, mm-hmm. and I'm saying to myself, okay, well, is it going to compare with that? With that, I don't know. But it's a good way to start. It sure is. Rinse the glass. No, I didn't bring. I didn't. There. I, I was looking at the, the place I bought this in the ten fifty. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, well, maybe we should get like a uh, a really good, like a, a Dortmunder Gold or something. But I thought it's mm-hmm. not going to. It's not no. going to hold up against not what the we're flight, doing. not on flight now. So speaking of ten fifty, this beer blew our mind because it was the first Imperial Stout we had in the can. Yeah. And we thought, Oscar Blues is crazy for doing that. Absolutely. But this is not just 1050, it's barrel-aged 1050. Um, Not just barrel-aged 1050, but 20 ounces of it. And it has... 19.2 ounces of it. So it gets bourbon barrels for eight months. It goes beyond 1050, it's 12.9% alcohol volume. Is that it? Okay, so this one pours midnight black with a dark tan head, brown head even. It's way too cold right now. He had to drop it in some ice when we got it. Hmm. 70 IBU, which they obviously need because <laughs> there's a lot of sweetness in it. Uh, yeah, it's a big can. <laughs> Their neck is... Just has a bunch of silliness on it. Like it's mm-hmm. cross-eyed, cyclopean, can cancupiscent, can cupiscent, half-baked, fully hmm. roasted ale. I've I've never heard that word for can can cupiscent can 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 cupiscent Well, I mean, since it's episode five hundred, we should at least reminisce a bit. Okay, we started June third. 2005 was our first episode. I discovered podcast in March of 2005, and one of the first things I looked for since I was a beer geek was beer podcasts. Mm-hmm. There was a couple. There was a good beer show, Jeffrey T. Meyer, and there was... Screw Tops. Screw Tops, which was a show I wanted to like, because it was a show kind of... Well, it's it's the idea we, we took and put on our show. But the thing that drove me nuts about Screw Tops was that they didn't necessarily know what they were talking about. I remember specifically they were trying to describe a milk stout, and they just got it completely mm-hmm. wrong. I can't remember how they got it wrong, but they got it completely Which wrong. Which is funny, because we were wrong about a lot of things, and still yes. are. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> We try to minimize the amount of times that you're yelling at the radio, yeah. but I was yelling at Screwtops quite a bit. And I was just wondering if maybe I could... 
it was a really small market out there, right? Mm-hmm. There was like four, there was like two beer podcasts, maybe three, a couple of alcohol and drinking podcasts. Yeah. And, um, Screw Touch also burped right into the mic all the time. Yeah, that was their catch. They had burped into the mic. They were in Philadelphia, if I remember right. <laughs> um, I'm not saying anything about Philadelphians. No, it, it, it's it's funny because we, I mean, when I, when I listened a little bit to Screw Tops, and I've never been much of a beer podcast guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but it was, it was, that turned me off, and it was like, I wanted to do, when you invited me on, mm-hmm. I, I, like, I wanted to do, do a more serious version. Yeah. I wanted to mm-hmm. be, um, I still wanted to be entertaining. I, I think that was my, one of the big things that I mentioned was mm-hmm. we have to still, like, our first job is to be entertaining, educational second, but we need to entertain first in order yeah. for people to want to listen. Yeah. But I didn't want to do it like in that way. It felt crazy. Not, not juvenile or. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. So then we just, we, we did a test recording and it didn't, wasn't completely awful, so we posted it. And that was our first episode, episode zero point nine. We started doing. So, uh, we mean, did. We I did don't a lot like. Of... I don't like crass stuff. <laughs> <laughs> How we've changed. <laughs> How we've changed. Um, we used to do. We did a bunch of. It is one of those episodes. Oh boy, uh, we did five hundred. We, we did a bunch of style verticals at the beginning. Mm-hmm. We did like wit beer. We called it wit beer because mm-hmm. we were so fancy. Uh, and then people yelled at us for Belgians don't pronounce their W's like V's. Yeah. Now we know some of the some of their W's they do, but not that particular W. Right. I mean, like because we've talked about half of Weitz and German. Yeah. Oh, it's a good point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We See, still haven't still, learned. We still haven't still, learned. Still stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, these days also I forget things. <laughs> <laughs> We're old. We're so old. Okay, the beer's warmed up. It smells amazing. Mm. You, wow. Yeah, you're getting bourbon barrel or whiskey barrel. You're getting roast. You're getting like almost like a dolce de leche, but it's also there's a booziness in there. A nice yeasty grist. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It smells like an imperial stuff that I can get behind. <laughs> it does smell weighty, right? It smells like it has a lot of alcohol. In it. Mm-hmm. Onto the flavor. Get this like big vanilla vanillin thing. Mm. The the roast isn't too ashy. It's kind of mm. in the late aftertaste. It gets really cocoa and chocolatey. Ooh, yeah, that's a great. Oh, that evolves in a great way. Ooh, the 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 caramel and toffee. It's funny. I like I like I want to say coconut, but mm. I'm wondering how much of that is inspired by they actually did a coconut version of this. But oh. Uh, but no, I think the way the vanilla and mm-hmm. the oak barrel and the cocoa, it all makes it kind of like a Mounds bar or something like that. Yes, kinda... definitely. I mean, it's there. Mm-hmm. If if you're tasting, if you're not tasting it, then you're you're perceiving the lack of it by tasting it mm-hmm. in some sense. Yeah. Has a good body to it, a good sweetness. Mm-hmm. Mm. Second sip, or maybe third sip, I'm starting to get a little bit of bitterness, like from a hopping on it. But it's, it's... I mean, they had they had to put, like I said, seventy IBU. They have to yeah. put a, a, mm-hmm. a lot in there. 
but uh, that aftertaste is great, and and like what it's, ooh, mm-hmm. there's so there's so much there, lots of roast, a little like a touch of soy. Mm-hmm. It's like a you know like almost like a ninety percent chocolate type thing mm-hmm. in there, like a ninety percent cacao type chocolate, where it's a little bit gritty. It's a little bit. It's not very sweet. The cocoa flavor isn't mm-hmm. very sweet. There's some other sweetnesses in there. Um, like there's a little bit of like muffin something in there as well. Yeah, sure. It's pretty good. <laughs> Not shabby. Mm-hmm. I was actually I was wondering. I didn't say this to you before. I'm like I'm I'm wondering like is 1050 gonna stand up? Now, this is the barrel age version, yeah. so it has even more goodness in it. But I was just curious, like with this show, like how was Ten Fifty going to stand up? And I'll be honest too, that was a concern. Mm-hmm. I I was looking at what they had, and, and and while they had some good stuff too, it was like, but I want to do stuff that we've had before, and right. that was there, and I was like, well, all right, <laughs> twist my arm. <laughs> mm. Very good. Mm. This is from Oscar Blues. Yes, the, the always the fun story about the cans. Where oh when, yeah yeah we can reminisce about that. You know, way back when beers were not were there the it was fizzy yellow stuff in cans and that was it. yeah yeah I mean here so we were at D Six Packs and Dogs and they have a place called the Beer Cave out back and it's like close to a thousand different beers and this was back in. 2008 or something like that i would say seven or eight yeah it was right when oscar blues came to town and you know tony from vicini had told me that you know we're getting these craft beer in cans from oscar blues dale's Ale, and stuff like that i'm like oh i want to try that because yeah i've heard that it's good you know but i had this bias still that you know canned beer mm-hmm. equals shitty beer so greg and i are at d's we're looking through the shelves scanning the shelves scanning the shelves and I probably looked right past Dale's Pale Ale like two or three times because I, my eyes would be bottle, bottle, can skip it, bottle, mm-hmm. bottle, bottle. And you picked it out. Well, this was before I was, I knew what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So I was still just sort of scanning everything. Mm-hmm. And I just said, oh, hey, look, Dale's Pale Ale. And like you, you, spun, you spun around like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It it's was, like I, I looked right past it twice. Yeah. And, it, so that was it was a cool moment and something that we you know we both remember mm-hmm. pretty strongly. And it's and then today we're like we prefer like we almost have the opposite bias. I almost have the opposite bias where if I see a bomber, I'm like skip it. Yes, <laughs> yeah. It, it's not it's not totally earned, right? Mm-hmm. Because bombers are still great ways to yeah. review. maybe 12 ounce bottles i um like what what package do i respect the least I'm, that's a good question i'm not sure right? mm-hmm. I'd, have to, I'd have to kind of like check my biases as i'm beer browsing and see like what i don't pay attention to it's definitely not cans i pay attention to cans more yes. than bottles yeah but which bottle is my least uh least uh I, I think the standard bottle to me is 12 ounce bottle is, is the one that is not catching my eye as mm-hmm. much as anything else yeah, because it seems like it's year-round flagship type things, right? But I do tend to skip past the bombers. I don't mm-hmm. look at them. Like today was one of the first days in a while that I did look at the bomber selection. Yeah. So, the twenty-two ounce bottles. Mm-hmm. 
case someone doesn't. Yeah, in, yeah. Yeah, there could be kids growing up these days that have never seen a bomber. All right, that was. The... <laughs> Man, dad jokes. Our jokes used to be funny. Did they? That's a that's a tall statement. All right, so I think we should probably do another one of these imperial stouts. Well, we got three of them. Let's do the dogfish. Okay. Worldwide stout from 2005. Yep, one of those silver turds. Yeah, uh, I have to look at the at, at the bottle. I'll take you tell you the alcohol by volume. It's probably eighteen percent. Um. So oh, I mean, they talk a little bit actually, about here. Let me. Yeah, I poured too much in the glass. <laughs> let me let me pour from my glass into your okay. glass. All right. So this is. Hefty beer, obviously, 18%. The net, uh, aside from the cosmic, everything else is going to be pretty hefty. Yeah, so this one's a 2005. I was mm. um, kind of surprised. The first time we ever had this, they had a different slogan on the front, and it was actually blacked out in Sharpie because the ATF, I think at the time, I don't think it was the TTB, but then, but like they had a claim on there that they couldn't put on a beer label. It was... Uh, it said, full of vim, vigor, ah, and a yes. ridiculous amount of barley. And they had to black out vim and vigor. Now it says, or at least in 2005, it says, a very dark beer brewed with a ridiculous amount of barley. And the 2018 version says, a very dark beer brewed with a ridiculous amount of barley. So same thing. Just change the label a little bit. Um... Change the bottle. Smells like a really heavily malted grist from a like from going into a brew house or something. A little oxidized on the nose there from the 2005 here. Not terribly to me, at least mm-hmm. in on the nose, it didn't smell that. It's oxidized. not too boozy. I was expecting more booziness. Soy sauce, roast, a little bit of Twizzlers. You getting Twizzlers? You know, I can see it. I can see it. It's a licorice thing, right? I like the strawberry one. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, but mm-hmm. hmm. <laughs> ooh, don't worry about the oxidation. It doesn't show up on the tongue. Hmm. Comes across like. It's mellow. It's not hot. Yeah. It's boozy, but it's mellow. It's it's like if you want to taste your alcohol but not be burned by it, this is really fitting the bill well. Not a lot of carbonation here, a bit, but it's very it's pretty it has, light. It has like a barley wine type feel to the sip, right? It, it's like the roastiness. At least in that first sip, it wasn't like over roasty. It was caramelly and barley and boozy. Big time barley. I mean, the barley is really playing a starring role here. Um, Sweetness is nice on it, too. It's almost like, um, I don't know, like a, trying to place it, (laughs) trying to place it. What I'm thinking of is, you know, like the syrup drizzle they put over cheesecake, you know, like, 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 just a, 
But I'm like, like, why am I thinking cheesecake? I'm trying to think if there's something is more it, to that. Is image. it maple? Is it? I mean, not maple. Just I don't know. Like, hmm. not just not simple syrup, but maybe like a chocolate syrup or something. To me, it's it's the barley that's coming through the most. Mm-hmm. It, it, well, they did use a ridiculous they amount did. of it. They did, and um, especially now that I know what I'm tasting, like I don't know if, like I don't know if you would go into this. This is if this is like your second or third year into the, beer, um, you wouldn't necessarily taste it and say, "Oh, the barley." But I, at this point, I can really the bitterness pull on out. this. The the roast bitterness is reminding me of the like an Oreo, like the you know the cake, the cookie part of the Oreo is kind of bitter. Mm-hmm. So like that's now, because the cream so now, is so... yeah right so now I'm thinking kind of like Oreos or ice cream sandwiches like I'm kind of getting flavors like that yeah you know that's a good call the ice cream sandwich especially um, and and it's it's not the flavor it, it's mm-hmm. a dimension that's in there it's like the 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 sandwich part of the ice cream mm-hmm. sandwich kind of like those wafers the chocolate wafers they have but it doesn't taste. It isn't getting bitter. Like, the 1050 started to get a little bitter. Mm-hmm. This doesn't get bitter. No. Um, it stays being this extraordinarily well-balanced, sweet drink. Um, it's sweet, but it's not over-sweet. It's only 14 years old. It's fantastic. <laughs> I know it's fantastic, yes. <laughs> This is an exceptional bottle of beer. Wow. I think we're going to have some more. Mm. It smells great. It tastes great. This is the Worldwide Stout from 2005. Dogfish. Now part of Boston Beer Company. Well, they're they're merged, they're merged. right? So yeah, it's not yeah. necessarily they're right. part of. It's it's they they are. Wow. <laughs> okay. They're still keeping their names. They're like it's going to be Boston Beers Worldwide Stout. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I no, mean, they are. Well, for now. They're not going to get rid of that trademark and brand. Maybe not, but like, is there is there a, sh- a company that becomes the full thing, or is it just one of them is under the other, or is it... Um, Sam got Boston Beer stock for selling his company, so... Oh. Okay. Hmm. Actually, in the article, it said how like how many shares? I think it's like three hundred thousand shares or something. So they probably got a big payday. Mm-hmm. Good for Sam. Sam's one of the, I mean, as far yeah. as I know, really good guy. Yeah. One of the really you know true oh, yeah. good guys in beer. Well, oh, I mean, since we're reminiscing, right? There was the one time where I went out to Milton, Delaware. And I forget where we're going. Oh, we were, we stopped out there, and then we drove south to vacation. And we just I just wanted to stop at the Dogfish Brew Pub, the original one that they've you know since closed mm-hmm. and moved down like moved down the street a little bit. And I was there just having some beers. Band was setting up, and Sam was there to come to listen to the band, and he recognized me. Mm-hmm. He bought me a beer, kind of like pulled me like to like his little couch thing, and like we we're listening to the music for a little bit, like and you know cheersing, and you know he's just super. Friendly and inviting, right? It was, a, it was a really cool. Like I, I had no expectation of like hanging out with Sam. I just wanted to say hi to him, and mm-hmm. you know, you know, half the time when I'm talking to someone like that, like he probably recognizes my face, 
might not know what I do. Yeah. Like, I know that I've gone in, like, I remember at um, one of the Pints for Prostates, thank you, Gary, by the way. Yeah. uh, He was pouring one of his, like, the black, I forget what it was, but um, he recognized me and it was like, oh, yeah. I don't know if he knew, like, me. I I had an idea, I think, but I don't think he knew, like, who I was, but he did recognize me. He knew you were something, podcast or something like that, probably, at least. But yeah, I mean, it's just like, here, let me buy you a beer. I'm like, oh, cool. And then, you know, kind of listen to the band for a little bit. And, you know, I, I kind of let him go do his thing. I didn't want to cling to him all night mm-hmm. or anything like that, right? But um, it was just super cool. So Yeah. And then the other Sam thing was when he was doing his book tour for Brewing Up a Business, came to Pittsburgh and did a beer reading at the Harris Grill. I remember we were sitting outside on the patio and he climbed up on, there's this little like little shed thing there and he climbed up on the shingles on the shed and sat Indian style and read a chapter from the book. And <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. I think that, was that the first time I got to try Road Wide Stout? That might have been the first time I tried Road Wide Stout. Wow. Well, that was excellent. Yep. Oh, look at that. I didn't realize we had two Sam Adams beers tonight. <laughs> I just did. Um, do you want to do the other stout war on a stout kick, or do you want to pull on the sour? Let's do the, let's, let's do the KMF. Okay. So this is the one that doesn't have the like approved label, right, mm-hmm. for sampling only. So this is, like, we they sent us a couple different kinds. One with the retail labels. This isn't, this is pre-retail labels. Yes. So this is like the first batch yeah. of Cosmic Mother Funk. And um, we had it kind of recently. And we it, had the other version, the retail yeah, version. Yeah, and, and it lived up to our expectations. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to this. Yep, cork Jeff is, is now in trying to pull that cork. A little wimpy on the pop there. Okay, so Cosmic Mother Funk. Let's see what we got on this one. Six point four percent alcohol by volume. A a, a pulse. <laughs> so measly six point four percent. Only six point four. Nine IBU. This is we talked about Felix and Oscar. Mm-hmm. This is Sam Adams in their barrel room. Their mm-hmm. their sour they used to plant. Is KMF the base beer? Or I believe so. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe. I think it's it's unblended. It just it is crew. the yeah. I think the Grand Crew might be like select barrels then or something like that. Yeah, you know, typically like mm. like um, like in New Belgium when mm. they have they have certain fooders that are like the have just a really good culture in them and make really good beer. They put hearts on them, you know. So it's the heart, like the love fooder, and like they'll know that the beer that comes out of that fooder might be something you could sell straight up as opposed to other fooders, which might not be perfect and might need some blending help. All right. So the KMF is, it's, it's a lot like Waffle right? It's a, it's a reason, same color, really. It's a dark Brown. The head is, is almost the same. Mm-hmm. The tannish. There's a, there's a, a cheesiness, but also a sort of a deep, Mahogany. There's a, there's a molasses of, in the yeah. nose on this one. Um, cherries. More like a sweet tart. Mm. It, it's evolving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as just as I'm smelling it. 
Mm, that smells so good. There's a lot of um, different bugs in there doing different mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Yeah, there's a like tangy, cheesy thing on your nose there. but no, in, in a good way, like in, mm-hmm. in, in the best possible way. Hmm. This one has a little oxidation on it. A little bit. But I still love how it goes a little. Feels like it's pushing the pedal a little bit and then it just spreads. Mm -hmm. There's so much. So. Yeah, it's so soft. And then, yeah, it's like a fan that just opens up, right? Mm -hmm. You're getting. So up the upfront flavors, it's. I think sweet tart is where you start, right? It has a bunch of that tangy sweetness to it. It's kind of sugary. feels cool on your tongue like a like a like a pixie stick does, mm-hmm. right? You, you get the neat thing is like I got this back of my throat type tang like like it's a different kind of of tartness back there. And then you're getting yeah the front for a cherry thing mm-hmm. um with a little bit with with a kind of a strawberry edge. There's a little tobacco. There's uh, mm-hmm. leather, molasses. And then it just it like it it just spreads into all these different dimensions. It goes there, there's a bunch of sour, fruity flavors. There's a bunch of sort of earthy, mm-hmm. um, vaguely mushroomy stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the tobacco and stuff is there. Are like you a pipe kidding tobacco. me? Are you kidding me? This beer is the, the. I looked up complex in the dictionary, and this picture I came after Grand, <laughs> Grand Cru right there. Wow. It's hard. It's so good. It's hard to express. Like, because, yeah, you take the first. We took the first sip, and we were like, mm-hmm. and then. Blooms. Then it, then it just opens. And wow. Just wow. There is so much here. <laughs> I'm worried the next beer is going to be the worst beer of the night. You think so? I am. I'm worried. I'm worried for it. Ooh, what's that? <laughs> it's, someone dropped a beat. Here come Doing the, the trumpets. Here come the trumpets. Mm. Well, open up your browser right now. Go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. Guess what? Shop all you want and you help support the show. All you have to do. Go buy a pair of tweezers or a water bottle or a guitar. Get some lockpicks like me. Get into that. It's it's fun. I'm I'm terrible at it. (laughs) Worst burglar ever. It's not about burgling. I'll I'll tell you some stories. (laughs) Okay. In the post- Tune in the post show for burgling stories. Not like the opposite of burgling stories. <laughs> Non-burgling stories. The stuff I won't pick even though it's available to me. Okay. Um Yeah, no, it's craftbeerradio.com yeah. slash Amazon. That's it. Support Thank the show. Thank you to everybody who has supported us this way. Thank you for just listening in the first place, but yeah. uh 
if you would support us even it's even better and hey you know in honor of our 500s just get yourself something nice but go to craftyradio.com slash Amazon get yourself a present for the 500th anniversary episode of Crafty Radio I think that everyone deserves to treat themselves for listening to 500 episodes absolutely because you know you listened to all 500 didn't you we, we lived them all yeah, I think we're the only ones that have listened. <laughs> I can't say that I've listened to it. <laughs> I listened to a You're lot. Listening of them. to it right now? Yes, but I mean, like, oh, I have not listened to them after the fact. Mm-hmm. No, most of, probably not most of them. I do like our show, though. Maybe it's because I like the sound of my voice. But <laughs> do you know it's been? Five thousand. It's been five thousand ninety-six days since we first started the show. Now I know. How about that? Five thousand days, almost fifty-one hundred days. It's been. It's been a while. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, KMF Grand Crew. The uh, media sample version? Not for resale, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they still have the label. On the front, yeah. Mm -hmm. But they don't have the government approval. Um, I don't remember the the newer version being any worse. (laughs) I got two more bottles. I think they're they're all the newer one, but I'm not sure. The newer one was great. Yeah. I think this one's greater. They're pretty much on the same level to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh man, you're talking about micro degrees. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap! Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Just fantastic. All right, we got two more wow. beers. The next one is from Super Listener Gary, who has been amazing. Uh, An amazing benefactor of the show. Yes, he has sent us so much beer. I won't say how much money he spent on us, but it is a lot. I appreciate it. And we super appreciate it. And he has um, invited us to several events, Pints for Prostates, like three different, two different. Three different years, yeah. I only have two t-shirts. So, why did I get a t-shirt the other year? I thought it was three years, but I only have two t-shirts. Anyway. um, He's awesome. He just likes the show. It's funny because we have different political beliefs. (laughs) But we're still friends. It doesn't matter. But we're still friends. Yeah, that that, that's the... It shouldn't be funny. It should be absolutely... Normal. Normal. Yeah. Absolutely. So this is the brewery's Gray Monday. So he belongs to the the society or something at the brewery and gets like, you know, dibs on like all kinds of awesome beers from them. Eighteen point six percent alcohol by volume, thirty IBU. Um, what can you say about this thing? So Gray Monday is a variant off of Black Tuesday, right? Their Black Tuesday is just their big-ass Imperial Stout. And Grey Monday is... Did you already say this? It's a stout aged in bourbon barrels with hazelnuts. That's what that smell is. (laughs) 
Do we have a date on this one? Uh, yeah, this is a 2015. Okay. I think it's... Where is it? I did see it. Yeah, 2015 edition. It says right there. Okay, it still smells cold. Like when I breathe it up my nose, really? my nose has a coldness to it. So I'm going to wrap my hands around my Spiegel glass. It's the coldest smelling beer. <laughs> That's not a new joke. It's uh, not a new joke, but yes. for those of you who don't recognize the joke, there was a time when Coors Light yes. called themselves the coldest tasting beer. Uh, and we mercilessly made fun of it for that yes. because what does that mean to taste, taste cold? A feel. Yeah. To taste a temperature. <laughs> yes. So, beer is. Actually, this beer is not Midnight Black. There are some like ruby highlights on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's more dark brown than black. Mm-hmm. A lot of hazelnut in here. That is like almost Nutella like. Okay, eighteen point six. If you didn't say it already, if you did, I wasn't listening. I did, but yeah, you weren't listening. But that's cool. I don't mind. Let's. Rep- it's eighteen point six percent. Let's repeat yes. it one more time. So they only have one it's, award. It's interesting that you smell the hazelnuts. Maybe I don't know hazelnuts as well as I thought I did. I see if you smell it on on this one. Mm-hmm. Same. Mm-hmm. Big time hazelnut. It's like the big, the big thing. I was kind of wondering what the smell was until mm-hmm. you said hazelnut. I was like, oh, there it is. That makes a lot of sense. That's weird. But it's oh, also so... Asian bourbon barrels. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. I thought I knew what hazelnuts were. I mean, I I, I think I do. I still do. But I'm not. It's not like standing out like out front mm-hmm. on this. So for their award, the only thing they mention award-wise is 2014 Los Angeles International Beer Competition Gold Medal for Specialty Beer. But they do mention their Beer Advocate and Rate Beer overall rating, which are both, at the time they wrote this, 100. Okay. A little boozy on the nose. It's kind of burning my nostrils a little bit, but it doesn't really... The booziest thing I've smelled tonight. Okay. Doesn't smell like... Alcoholic. It's like boozy, but not alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it doesn't yeah, smell yeah. like like firewater or anything like that. Just noticeably, a little bit of a of that bourbon. I think. Mm-hmm. Ooh. 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 There's tons of caramel, like dolce de leche. There's. Yeah. I'd say you were wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It might be hard to rank. Your prediction. It's going to be really hard to rank tonight. (laughs) I mean, so far I know what's going in last place, but it's still a hard luck loser. And I mean, they're all great. (laughs) They are amazing. This one's another amazing beer. So this is kind of like that warm. Glove, like oh, it's almost like one of those like molten chocolate cakes of a beer, right? Where you're getting just like such a luscious, juicy inside to like this beer. So much sweet and confection and cocoa and. You mentioned Dolce de Leche before. Mm-hmm. Here, I'm really getting it. Yeah. Like it, the that caramel, that mm-hmm. that cream. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine the the hazelnuts are adding to that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's got the warming from the alcohol and and a little bit from the bourbon. It's got those vanilla notes, a little like cinnamon stuff. Mm-hmm. Here's a little bit of Mexican chocolate. Oh my god, this is this is really good. This, this is the right. This is the right way to do five hundred. Yeah, this is exactly the kind of thing I like an imperial stout, right? Because <laughs> no, the imperial yeah, stout, yeah, because it's not ashy and thin and soy saucy. It is chocolatey and rich and mm-hmm. cake like, and oh man, and the dogfish because it had mellowed so much has come into this ballpark. Where if we drank this twenty eighteen that's sitting over here on the table, you know, this one probably a little harsh. Yeah, has a lot more rough edges to it. I don't know which is better. Like, if I'm just comparing stout, stout for stout. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you right now, the 1050 is in last place for me, only because that's where bitterness started to come out. Sucks up. for them. I know. Yeah, the brewery or the dogfish, I am not sure. I may have to try a little, I, a tiny little bit of each yeah, again. I'm thinking the brewery might be better than dogfish, just because it's easily rounded in cake. Like, a cake-like. It's almost like... It's almost like I mentioned molten cake, but also like rum cake, you know, where like you get that like or uh like so I was I was going to say tiramisu, but not not from the coffee flavors, but from like how it's just a, a lady lock soaked in mm. coffee. Like you get that soaked flavor. There's right? a little flan thing going on too. Yeah. Um if if anything and I don't I don't feel bad about previewing my rankings here but sure. I, I will taste them again just to make mm-hmm. sure but if anything and this and and when i express this it would be entirely a personal preference thing the brewery one is a little sweeter than a dogfish head which was more slightly more balanced mm-hmm. it yeah. felt like this is just a little bit more on the sweet side which is it works spectacularly mm-hmm. yeah but it's like which one <sighs> yeah i don't know <laughs> so good so so good. The brewery's Grey Monday from 2015. Pretty pretty pretty. It's good. funny when you like when you said it was 2015. I'm like, oh, that's like I was thinking like, oh, uh, that's like practically brand new. <laughs> <laughs> well, the 1050 and the yeah. Lafayette mm-hmm. are the newest yeah. ones. Probably 1050 is the newest one, but that that was aged for eight months mm-hmm. at least. The Lafayette was, of course, aged who knows how long. Mm-hmm. Man, you know what, Greg? I was a little like hesitant of your idea of doing this for the 500th show, but yeah, it's like a victory lap. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that was my intention, and I'm glad it came through. Hopefully, this last beer is any good. Might suck. <laughs> <laughs> it might. Might not stand up to the rest of the beers tonight. It's definitely going to be the least carbonated of the Yes. <laughs> wow. There's, there's, there's a lot here. Yeah, it's kind of like, rum, more I drink it, more I'm thinking like rum cake. Mm-hmm. Like a chocolate rum cake or something. Mm. It's got, it, it's totally dessert. And it, it really... But, so you mentioned earlier how it's the sweetest. But yeah. it's, to me... It's it's not overly sweet. It's not it's at an, all. It's not like a southern tier like chocolate. Or right? Something. Yeah. No. It it is balanced. It's just sweet. It's but... it's balanced on the sweeter side, which is yeah. fine because it mm-hmm. doesn't build. It doesn't get too sweet. Um, the alcohol tears pulls it back. Yeah. 
the bourbon mm-hmm. character oh, pulls it back. God. Yeah, I was worried that this beer was going to be like an ashy stout or something. Mm-hmm. But no, this is luscious. <laughs> Freaking luscious. We're drinking slow just because, like, we can't we can't throw this back. We yeah. just have to like take our time with it. We we we're not pouring ourselves large samples either. There's a lot of these beers yeah. left. Yeah. Um. So, um, let's talk about some of our um, some of our expo- some of our achievements over the 500 episodes. Okay. So I think one of the coolest things uh, we've done a bunch of things, but one of the things that like was most shocking was. Um, it was kind of a sellout thing, maybe some might think, but when Anheuser Busch started inviting us on, yeah, the first that was really cool because that, that was like in two thousand seven. Like we were like still like nobody, and like, hey, do you want to fly to, fly to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and see the hop harvest? And um, so that was super cool. So they, you know, put us up at the Four Seasons. Yes, and, or no, 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 it was Coeur d'Alene Inn that one. Yeah, Four right, Seasons yeah. was in Jackson Hole, mm-hmm. but uh, Coeur d'Alene Inn. And we go to the hop farm, and the hop farm from the hop farm, you can see the Canadian border. Yeah, like in Idaho. I think we were we were pretty much among the people who were invited. The only people who had day jobs that were not beer related. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or or journalism related. Yeah, they were all beer writers. Mm-hmm. Lou Lou Bryson was there. Uh, Todd and Jason from Beer Advocate were there. They might have had day, no. They probably didn't have day jobs at that. At point, that point, but, they, I think they were. Yeah. Yeah, they were. I mean, they may have had something going like. A side thing like for consultants, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, it was just like you know, equal time, like we were like part of the cruise. We had some really good talks. That was where the guy from Beverage, uh, what was his name? It was the second one because oh, it was, it was in St. Oh. Louis where, where we, I was saying about the guy from Beverage Tasting Institute. That was the hop, that was the barley one. That was the second one where we talked about, um, I could have sworn when you were talking about Horst or when we were, ta- oh. Could have sworn that was in St. Louis at at uh, St. Louis was so many years later though. But but that was when we talked about pallet drift and stuff like mm. that. Was at, that St. Because that was at uh, oh when we stopped at, at Urban Chestnut. Yeah yeah okay. So yeah, we're at Coeur Idaho. We're seeing the hop harvest. It's super rad. The hop picking machines. The oast. Oh my god, being in the oast, it's like mm. being in a hop sauna. It's like <laughs> like oh. Je- Jeff was a little sick that day. We had a big bus drive. It was like an hour. To the to the thing that was like right on the border with Canada yeah. and Idaho, and I drank too much the night before. Yeah, and throwing up on the bus. Jeff was you were sick, and then when you went into this thing, it was like you were healed. <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah. The 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 humid, hoppy air was mm-hmm. just like so therapeutic. I remember. So this is my claim to fame, right? And it's 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 ancient history now. We had lunch, and we were talking with um, Doug Muleman, which was the VP of their craft brand, mm-hmm. and Florian was there. I remember Florian saying, you know, his favorite lunchtime beer is Bud Light. You know, and I, as I remember, I think he was saying that he'll he'll go home and he'll just pull out a Bud Light sometimes. Right. That I, I think and, that's but, what. It... But when I asked him the same question once he was at Urban Chestnut, his answer was different. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but, it's towing the company line, a but bit. you know. But I can see how, especially if if you are mm-hmm. a company man at some point, you'd be like, "Yeah, it's fine." And there's there's not anything wrong well, with Bud. I mean, I work for Microsoft now, so right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like I'm but, sure I'm a little bit complicit with yeah, that. Yeah, there's not anything wrong with it. It's just it's not. I mean, yeah. I'd go with the Miller Light in that if you're going for that. <laughs> yeah, but the um, 
we're sitting at lunch, and I remember I made this, you know, humble brag. I, I made the so they were doing like bourbon's winter scotch ale mm-hmm. or winter cask ale, and they were doing shock top, and they were trying to do these like crafty beers under DBAs under these doing business ads labels. And I'm like, you know, you should take Michelob and make that your craft brand. I don't think it's a humble brag because it didn't work. I mean, they well, did it. They did it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it didn't right. work. Well, it worked for a bit. I mean, they they won medals with their Bavaria, their, their, the the Michelob Hefe, the Meritzen. No, they're they're was it? Their their dark Hefe. What was that? Um, Dunkelweiss. They did their Dunkelweiss was was really yeah. good. The, the Hefeweizen was good. Mm-hmm. The Meritzen was good. You know, they. I'm trying to remember what else they did under that, but it was like. Wait, they took my mar- they took my consultant idea. Those jerks. You suggested it openly, yeah, so yeah, I, mean, I know. No, but it, like they, they did sort of do that, and mm-hmm. it didn't work out for them, and so they just said, "Okay, we'll we'll, we'll buy ten barrel, and we'll buy." Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then the following Crazy. year, we went to Jackson, Wyoming, mm-hmm. and drove over to. They have a malting facility in Idaho near Jackson, so we went there. That was really cool. Um, that was great getting to see the Grand Tetons. Oh, yeah. Flying in the Jackson Airport, Jackson Hole Airport is scary. There's tons <laughs> of both sides. I mean, not scary. It's just like, what is going on? It's cool. Um, and then they took a bunch of years off. They kind of pulled back on their marketing press junket thing. But then they eventually invited us to St. Louis to their yeast lab. And that was really cool, That too. was super awesome. We were apparently the, the, the first, like non-Budweiser people who were invited into the yeast lab, the, the group of us. Yeah, yeah. And that it was, I still have a video from that on my phone of them pulling out the yeast from cryo storage. Yeah. And, and it was like, whoa. It's cracking and, and that it's was, sizzling. That was, to me, one of the most educational, because I think it was, I was early into beer, especially during the hop one. Mm-hmm. And still doing the barley one, but I, I knew what I was talking about by the time the, the yeast one came around, yeah. and that was a real experience for me. Do, when they did their yeast thing, where they they took the same beer they used Bush Light, I think, and they did it with like five different, four different yeasts, yeah. and showed how the character of the yeast just comes through. I mean, that's where I learned like how estery Budweiser yeast yeah. is. And it was super enlightening and, and like, if nothing else, a super educational thing that I'm super, that I'm really mm-hmm. uh, excited to talk about because I'm, you know, say all you want about Budweiser and how evil they are. On a, on a very real level, they've been good to us and very educational. For very us. educational. You would think, you know, the people who make the beer, they care about beer. They yeah. know beer. Now, there's a whole company. You know, you can argue different things. But the people that were talking with trying to get this capsule screwed, I put it on real tight so it, so it wouldn't oxidize. Yeah. Jeff is trying to open oh up the goodness. 2015 Utopias that we have. Uh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> that, uh, this is one, if you visit the show, you get a sample of. Yeah. I wish I could tell how much was left. <laughs> Don't, uh, yeah. Not a lot, it seems. Uh, well, that's not surprising. We may need to either ask or maybe purchase a new one. <laughs> yeah, so uh, speaking of Utopias, I had it in 2004 on the All About Beer Beer Cruise that I went on. They had it in the tasting. Mm-hmm. 
And that was I had time. it in the Extreme Beer Fest when I went out there into Boston. So that was my first opportunity to uh, try Utopias. And then right about the time Allie was due to be born, mm-hmm. I got an email from one of the marketing people at Boston Beer. And they wanted me to interview Jim. And it was like, yeah, sure, I'll interview Jim. I've been to interview him a couple times before. And it was one of those things you never know what you can get if you don't ask. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, if you have any spare bottles of Utopias lying around, it'd be the perfect thing to toast the birth of my firstborn child. And like, I set that pipe dream off. Like, and like 15 minutes later, I get an email back saying, it's in the mail. <laughs> so yeah, Greg yeah. and I toasted in the hotel room the day Allie was in born. The hospital room, you mean? Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> hospital room. The day Allie was born with Utopias. I think there were, we, we did a, a little, yeah. a little yeah. show, right? Yeah, we recorded yeah. it on the Zoom or whatever and did a But you one. have a, a thing in Utopias that, that's on hold for when she turns yeah. 21, yeah. right? The 2008 or 2007 Utopias, there's probably more in that bottle than there is in this bottle. And yeah, I, I haven't touched that thing yeah. since like 2008. All right, so Utopias is like a 25% ABV. Beer. Yeah. It's still, it uses a lot of maple syrup in the, like, the fermentables. I got some, I got some okay. action for you. So they use their two-row pale malt blend. They use almost everything, caramel 60 in Munich. Uh, a hot variety, Spalt, Spalter, Hillertown, Middlefra, and Tetanang, Tetanang. So they're really going for a continental. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you don't really taste much yeah. hops here. It's just yeah. there to, to give a little bit of bitterness. Like you said, Vermont maple syrup is their special, is a special ingredient. Uh, the current one, at least what they have on their website, is 22% alcohol by volume. Okay. Uh, 45 IBU. That's one thing that Dogfish did with these. Like, they put out a worldwide stout one year that was actually 23%. Yeah. And they dialed it back down to 18 because they thought, uh, Sam told me this in person, he thought it just was a better beer at 18%. This smells pretty boozy on the nose. Yeah, I mean, compared to the flight tonight, yeah. it's super boozy. It has a... So that's one of the things that Utopias tends to have, right? Is it, it smells like a bourbon. Not... But in, it has a bourbony type character in the flavor, too. But it's not as fiery. It usually... Yeah. We'll see tonight how we feel about it. But I would say it's not fiery is how I would normally describe it. But let's see. Yeah, it smells like it's going to be fiery. It does. Maple syrup is mm. still pretty present. Has a bit of a barley wine type character to it. Big body. Oh, there's the maple at the end. Maple really comes through. It's hot, but it's not fiery. Yeah. Yeah, it's noticeably hot. That aftertaste. Oh, my God. It's really good. It's like a... Oof. <laughs> oh. Ooh, that's so good. Um... It's it's like now this beer comes in a twelve ounce bottle and it's I think its current price point is like two hundred and fifty mm-hmm. two hundred seventy five dollars for a twelve ounce bottle. Uh, this this twenty fifteen was like two hundred. It's if, like easily the best bourbon you've ever had. I mean, to me, it's not mm-hmm. it's not hot. It doesn't have any sharpness to it. Yeah, you, you mean you're not into it as much, right? It's, yeah, uh, that's for it's 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 like. A, it's like a whiskey you'll like if you have... Because one of the things... Or, about, or the best cognac I've yeah. ever had, too. Oh, that's a good point. So one of the things about whiskey... Lou Bryson has a book, Tasting Whiskey. Mm-hmm. And he talks about it. Like, you have to taste whiskey regularly. Sure, to get, yes. To get past the fiery. 
once you get past the fiery, then you taste like... So, like, a person who tastes whiskey a lot, when they taste the whiskey, they taste what you're tasting on this beer, mm -hmm. right? They're not tasting all the fire that you taste when you taste the whiskey. So. But I'm tasting this, and there's no fire. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's but if the... you put it in the whiskey work, you'll get... You'll taste... Possibly. These, you'll taste these kinds I, of flavors. I, I'm not doubting that, but what I'm saying yeah. to, to people who were listening is yeah. that this gives you that without having to deal with... Mm -hmm. You know, going through hundreds of dollars of whiskey to get through that fiery phase. I wouldn't, it's not that much. You just need to taste it like daily. Mm. So this beer, when you taste it, it's a little hot. You get the big malt. It's kind of caramelly, big caramel. It's um, it 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 sells itself in the aftertaste. It, yeah, the maple doesn't really pop until like fifteen seconds after mm -hmm. it's gone, and then the maple pops hard yeah and, and then it really it just it feels like ooh, yes it, it it's it it feels like the a solution to a vexing problem <laughs> man that's good <laughs> uh, i'll say it's not the best beer of the night though no it is not But it's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's really damn good. Every beer tonight was really damn good. Mm hmm Boy. Okay. Well, I guess it's time to rank. Yeah. I'll rank first. Right. Okay, good. I need your cues to tell me what to think. In last place... Sixth place here uh, comes the Oscar Blues Ten Fitty. Mm -hmm. uh, very good beer. Very good. Most nights it probably would win. A lot of nights, at the very least. I'm, I'm like trying. If I was like giving up like points to these beers, like they're all within like five. Four points of each other. You know, yeah. I'm like I'm like I got to go into decimal points to differentiate some of these beers. What is the fault it had compared to the other ones? It, it got a little too bitter. Mm -hmm. it started to build up as bitterness a bit too much. I think it might be better than the than ten fifty. Yeah, I think it is the the barrel age version. I think it's this is really really good. Um, and definitely easier to find than something like. A, a a fifteen year old dog vision. <laughs> yeah. In fifth place, only because it lacked the complexity of some of the other stuff I was going up against. I'm going to put the La Folie from okay. the New Belgium. Uh, very good. Good way to start, but like the other ones. The other beers had more pop, mm -hmm. more oomph. Yeah, it's hard. The struggle's real, man. The struggle is real. So we're going to put in, in fourth place our friend in the bronze container, the Sam Adams Utopias. Better play some uh, Price and Right. Losing music. 
Dun, 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 dun. You, you think it deserves that? I don't know. You're putting the $200 beer in fourth place. I'm only putting it there because it really came into its own in the aftertaste. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a little hot in the front. It really comes into its mm-hmm. own, though, and it's awesome. Like like you said, you're talking about decimal points here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not There's not a lot of room to maneuver. So <laughs> no, you're right. This is this is a photo finish. Okay, I, I have my ranking order. Third place, the brewery. Okay. Well, you know what? Actually, I said I would taste them both to to compare, mm-hmm. and I should. I just have a lot of utopia here, in my glass. Put it, put it in here. Yeah. I'll give it back to you later. Okay. <clears throat> but I will say two and three are between these, but the, mm-hmm. the Cosmic Mother Funk is, is the winner. Okay, KMF's the winner. Hmm. That All right, so was... Here is a little bit of World White Stout. Here, can I taste? Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> so on just one little sip like that, I got a big mouthful of oxidation, right? So oh, really? on this tiny little sample, on this tiny little sample, I think the Great Monday is going to win. On a bigger sample, it might be up in the air. No, I'm right. You're right. Okay. Dogfish Head is number two. Brewery is number three. Mm. Only because I think the Dogfish Head is more balanced. I don't taste, I didn't taste the oxidation when you, when you said you taste a lot. Of, I didn't. Okay. It felt like like I was drinking from, I, I don't know, this, this amazing barley mix. Okay. Um, but. What I mean, Jesus. <laughs> this is insane. I'm looking at these rankings. I'm like, I don't know how to differentiate my least favorite beer from middle of the pack and middle of the pack from my most favorite beer. And and then the KMF to me is mm-hmm. is the one that is still KMF is good. It just opens up so much. It just has so much going on. And 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 it does it without being <laughs> Without overdoing it, without having use of alcohol, it does everything right. Everything. I I don't know. I I I still think it's my favorite beer of of all time, and it holds up. That is so fantastic. KMF number one, Jeff. Well, that's so good too. I can't. I don't. I'm gonna try a little bit of this luffily. Like, I'm trying to figure... I, I think the 10 fitties in last place. It was very, very good. The way that... Yeah, the awfully still stands. Ooh. Yeah? It's really good. Is it better than Utopia's? That's what I'm trying to figure out. It might be. It might be. It might be. That's a... 
the give me fruits. The utopias. Give me utopias. Out here. The fruits. The fruits in the Lawfully. Well, <laughs> Ty. <laughs> you can make either argument. Mm-hmm. I think either argument is fine. I'm gonna. I mean, because of the flight. Mm-hmm. So this is flight induced. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna put a two hundred dollar beer in fifth place. Uh, <laughs> uh, the ten fifty is in last place. Total hard luck loser. Because uh, it was. Freaking delicious. Anything that's not number one is a hard luck loser tonight. Yeah. Freaking delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Any any night of the year, any one of these beers could have been the best beer of the show. This is unprecedented. We had six number one beers tonight. Mm-hmm. 1050 in last place, just because it was less luscious than everything else. And, and I wouldn't really call the sours luscious, but they were complex they brought they brought it they brought the flavors so all the multi-imperial stouts and barley whiny things were luscious and then the sour beers were just rich and faceted 1050 in last place um what i liked about that was i liked the vanilla bit that was coming off the barrels i thought that it really delivered a very interesting um kind of cocoa type character Mm -hmm on it and it wasn't ashy you know that was what it had going uh, i'm gonna put the utopias i would have never thought this i'm gonna put the utopias oh greg's giving me some of the 10 50. yeah the utopias is definitely better than that oh yeah easily better than that i'm gonna put the t- the utopias in fifth place i've had it before tonight maybe because this beer's you know it's getting some oxidation on it 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 seemed less caramelly, a little more booze, hot, hot than I remember. Especially at front, mm-hmm. right? The the ending is still pretty fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'll put that in fifth place. Um, I'm going to put the Lawfully in fourth place. This Lawfully is one of the best Lawfullys that I've had. Like I said, if this is the new normal, this is awesome. <laughs> and you should check out these. This is like a half liter. Like I think it's a 500 ml bottle. Yeah, um, yeah, that should be 500 mil. Um, if you see these Lafalies with the 500 mil model, try them. They're, if, if your bottle's like this bottle, you're going to get this huge spectrum of fruit from blackberries to strawberries to kiwi, and it's just awesome. Going up to third place, I'm going to put the Dogfish Worldwide Stout in third place. This is really good. I love how this beer mellowed. It is luscious and enveloping, and it's not hot. It's, it's like it, it tasted. I wasn't tasting the roast as much. It was more barley wine. If I had a blindfold on, I would have called this a barley wine. I think. Put the Gray Monday in second place because it was everything I want in Imperial Stout. Mm-hmm. It was a warm hug of an imperial stout, velvety chocolate rum cake. Oh my god! And the KMF Cosmic Mother Funk Grand Cru, first place. It is probably one of the best beers in the world. I think it is the best beer. I think it's the best beer I've ever had, and that's been it's it's been tested like a bunch of times. Yeah, the, it's going up against 
huge competition. And the way it explodes, the the amount of stuff it contains, it it can it 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 contains multitudes. It is mm-hmm. this multifaceted gem that is spectacular mm-hmm. and that we would highly recommend everyone get, try to get their hands on. Do they still make it? I think they make I think they make it occasionally. Okay. I don't think they make it right now. <laughs> everyone should get this beer that they don't make anymore. <laughs> uh hound on them to start releasing some of it. Yeah. It's so good, guys. And gals. What a show, Greg. No, I'm not talking about episode 500. I'm talking about Craft Beer Radio. Yeah, what, what a, show. a show. What what a great idea for a show. What a show. 500 5094 days since we started this thing. Uh does it feel like it? <laughs> Sometimes. So, okay, so 500 shows at an hour apiece, so that's 5,000 hours. But we have pre and post shows. So we're only halfway to being an expert at beer tasting, because there's a 10,000 10, hour rule, We've right? done more than <laughs> enough beer tasting, I think. Because it's not just the, the hours of the show, it's also... <laughs> Time we put in, yeah. So we got the ten thousand hour rule. Yeah, Are we experts I, yet? I, I, I mean, we're we're not doctors of beer or anything, but Ooh. doctor of beer. We might be worthy of uh, of high a, five. We're definitely worthy of a high five. That was the worst high five ever. Do that again. There we go. And I think that we. I, I think that we've we've learned a lot over the years. We still are learning, and and the 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 toughest thing is to learn that you're still learning. And we've gotten to that point, so that's what I would say. Thanks everyone for listening to all these episodes. If you want to email us, hit us up at beer at craftbeerradio dot com. I'm on Twitter. Greg is not. You can find me there. Um, thank you so much craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon support the show and we will be back again real soon 